It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. I am VA. I am here with uh, a full crew. We're a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. And I am here with Jeff. Hey, I'm here. Tim. <laughs> hello, hello. And Nick. Ahoy. All right, cool. Yeah. Yes, this is all good. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't ahoy mean like uh, hello in Czech or something? I don't know. Anyway, sure. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because here we are today for the first time in I don't know how long. We've got four people and <laughs> we have so much to talk about. Look at my myriad notes. That's a lot of notes. I have no notebook. It's fine. I want to apologize first for not recording for the last few weeks. You know, I got to tell you, living with a broken tibia sucks. And uh, I am not yet walking. And I have to put my foot up all the time. So editing while you're like in a semi-prone position, not great, not fun. It's really hard. So I just haven't really wanted to do it. But I figure we got to get an episode out before, the, uh, you know, before the end of the season, then before the playoffs start. So we're going to do the end before the end of the season thing. And we're going to talk about your Boston Bruins who have now met and broken the record for most single season wins regular season wins and they need uh, one more point to tie on the season single season points record i think to tie it yeah, yeah. okay and then two to break it you you, you know what's going to happen and if i'm jumping ahead i apologize the bruins are going to lose or tie or losing tie lol losing overtime to the capitals meaning they must defeat the canadians to beat the record, which of course the Canadians, like what, 1973 Canadians own the record? Yeah. Most points. It's karma, baby. It's the universe. Now, of course, what you'll hear at that point is all of this talk was like, well, yeah, all sorts of things trying to say this is less impressive. It's like, um, it's like, it was a smaller league then. It's like, yeah, and half the teams were like some of the worst teams ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> the quality of the league competition in the 70s was trash because the league expanded quickly. It had a rival league and wasn't importing Europeans. <laughs> right, right. And like most people born in the 70s, my birth year is marred by the fact that the Montreal Canadiens were a wagon that season and won the Stanley Cup. So, yeah. How do we feel about this? Do we want the guys to go for the record or do we want them to just like... I mean, like... Are you saying we you we might want them to, to lose these games? I mean, like they're not exactly facing top rung top rung opposition here. Like, I'm not entirely sure they need to try to do it. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, Washington's out of it. They don't care anymore, right? The only thing they care about is getting Ovi more goals and points and whatever. No, Ovi hasn't been playing in a couple weeks. Oh, I didn't even notice that because that's how much I pay attention to the Capitals. Not at all. Then. It's going to be easier to beat them. Oh, and by the way, the guy who scored the game-winning goal the last time the Bruins played 
the uh, the Capitals at the Garden is now on our team. Oh, I was so mad at him when he did the whole light the lamp thing, and then like two weeks later he was a Bruin because you know everybody loves the sentient boat shoe. I I love him now. i love bertuzzi now too i didn't think i would like him i appreciate them i'm not willing to say that i love either one of them although bertuzzi has made me have he's he he makes me have to think about things yes first of all is he going to be able to travel to montreal yeah that's long since no longer a problem okay i didn't know if that was vax restrictions lifted in september Okay, I oh. didn't know that. Okay, All right. just was wondering. Tyler Bertuzzi is a, a Boston Bruin. And his is what I've learned about Tyler Bertuzzi. I look at his face and he's got some pretty aspects to his face, but altogether, it's not working for me. <laughs> I mean, like his official photo has got some serious jack-o'-lantern going on too, for one thing. <laughs> you know what? Serious jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> so... I never thought I would say this ever, 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 ever. But do you know what Tyler Bertuzzi needs? A haircut. I almost said a facelift. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's long hair and then there's just like feral hair. Yeah. 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 I don't know, though. With a short, I think with short hair, he'd look really awkward. So I I don't know. I, I suppose he washes it maybe comes it every once in a while and, and that's good i guess i don't know i usually am the, the person who's like if you have long hair you need to take care of it wash it condition it blow dry it curl it every once in a while i don't know but right now i'm just like he's a hockey player and i don't know i'm more concerned about brandon carlo's mullet which isn't growing out as much as i want it to oh you know by the way, my my only reason for wanting to like not care about the next two games is you need to fucking bubble wrap Brandon Carlo right now. All the defensemen. All of Bun- them. Yeah, just bubble wrap him and put him in storage for a couple of days. Charlie McAvoy, just no. Stop falling down into the boards and stuff and stop giving us heart attacks. Stop it. Half is Lindholm. I don't know what nagging injury you have, but just go sit down for a while. I, I just, I, I don't want anybody played. I just, I want, like they called up all of those people from Providence and it's like they played like two or three of them. And I was like, no, 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 play everyone. I don't want to see anybody I know on the ice. <laughs> hey, props to, uh, um, Pasta only playing 15 minutes on Sunday. And yet he got himself a hot trick. Yeah. His 300th goal and his 60th goal on the year. First Bruin to get 60 goals since Espo. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I was watching a bar down quiz on YouTube because YouTube is my friend. They were talking about the top goal scorer for every team, right? So they, they were like, okay, Boston Bruins. I was like, Phil Esposito, 76 goals. And Glenn's like, yeah. And it was ding, ding, ding. I was right. You got 60, 76 goals one year. 
Because I remember watching Espy talk about I think about he that. had 76 assists that year, too. I think he went 76-76. Yeah, crazy. Absolutely bonkers. So, But anyway, let's not diminish Pasta's 60 goals. That is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And one of us predicted he was going to get 60 goals. Who, who, who might that be, PA? Hmm, I don't know. Let me think. Oh, it was me. <laughs> it was me. I also predicted that he would get the heart trophy, and I don't think that's going to happen. And uh, I also said lots of other hot garbage, but I was right about the 60 goals. <laughs> wonder if he'll even be a finalist like, in top three. I don't think he will. I mean, like I've seen like some lists that have suggested it, like he's like a, a compelling candidate for top three, but like ultimately, and that's really all that's interesting here. Like obviously McDavid's winning. Of course, of course. Um, mm, yeah. um, so the only thing interesting is who are the other two finalists? Yeah. Uh, Kachuk. Um, only Florida. if his team makes the playoffs. Mm, good point. Do you think Ulmark or not goalie bias? So like year like Price won it, it was because there were no skaters that really stood out, right? That was like in that same time period where Jamie Ben won the Art Ross with like 84 points. <laughs> yeah, I am um, I I'm inclined to think Land Dreadsidle. Which is crazy to have no. two people from the same team. Dreadsidle, it's that it's not gonna um well, okay. I don't know. I don't know because, like the the usual ringers that you would think didn't have really great years, you know. I got to do a thing, apparently. Okay. I'll uh, hopefully be back. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I I honestly don't know who else could be for it. I mean, I I would hope that Pasta would be a finalist. I mean, sixty goals is a lot. But there yeah, are people who have more, there are players who mm-hmm. have more points than him. So I don't know. It's a shame that McDavid decided that this year he was just like, I'm going to score all of the goals, even more than before. And, do and all, all the assists. And all of the assists. Like, David, McDavid, just take a year off. It's okay. You don't need to do everything. Let other people do things. So. He's always. I always imagine McDavid being huge. He's six one, which don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Big. He's just fast, and he has a really good shot. Mm-hmm. A very quick release. Like, it's like yeah, 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 McDavid. And then I saw him in the All Star game, the all the skills competition, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't do fastest skater this year. He wanted to do like accuracy. So I watched him in 9.4 seconds take out all four corners. And I was like, uh, what? Yeah. And then they, they made him do it again, which was stupid. Like, no, you won. Yeah. Not as impressive as McDavid, but I went to a charity hockey game Saturday night, mm-hmm. which featured like a lot of former Thunderbirds, which is a step below the ECHL mm-hmm. um, and like former Thunderbirds from five, 10 years ago. So these guys are older now. They haven't really skated much. They And they were still good. It featured a lot of A and B leaguers. They were good. It also featured an, a former AHLer 
who last played in the NHL five years ago, but retired from professional hockey two years ago. And holy shit, just how much better he was than everyone else was incredible. <laughs> like they, they made him play with the opposite stick and he was still the best player out there. Wow. I don't know why I'm sharing that. I, I, it just it just blows my mind. If you are paid to play hockey at any level, you're still one of the best hockey players of all time. Mm-hmm. Yep. But McDavid's better than that AHL player. Go figure. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, we're obviously watching a generational talent. And he's even taken up even less personality than Sidney Crosby. That's why so I don't can like have- him to have more skill because Sidney Crosby also I don't you can ascribe a personality to him and the only one I can ascribe to him is whiny baby or whiny bitch if you don't like it when I call people or adults babies I'm sorry I have to lay down now but anyway Connor McDavid has even less personality if, if it's possible it's true just like Wayne Gretzky no personality that guy's got no personality either I'm not taking away from their skill. They all have really great skills, but I just think that uh, McDavid is Sidney Crosby with less personality and more of that dedicated to his skill. So there you go. Yeah, but I mean, it's amazing to watch him. It really is. Just thought like seeing him in that all-stars challenge was absolutely amazing. And then you see him score two goals and it's like, it's nothing. But, you know, he and Thomas Noshek, that game, they weren't a goal off. They really were. It's true. (laughs) People were really wondering who was going to win that one. It was up in the air for a bit. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, who can score the fastest? Yep. There you go. Where were we? Oh, yeah. We were talking about Pasta's chances. I just, I wish... I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish Pasta had more of a chance to to win that award, but hopefully he's a finalist. Yeah. That'd be nice. He probably will, just because he's lovable. He is. He is so adorable, and I love him so much. So, so much. I, I think he deserves lots of things. Now, the other thing, talking about awards, do you think that Hampus Lindholm somehow or another stumbles into a Norris nomination a finalist position maybe no there's just too many other if there was a best defensive defenseman who can also score a little bit of offense award if that makes sense yeah he would probably be number one and number two would be McAvoy but there's just so many other defensemen who are just racking up so many more points than him that I think will fill up the top three. See, that's the thing. That's the thing that's the real problem with the, the Norris is that it's supposed to be for the best defenseman, but basically they just go, which defenseman has the most points? And then they pick that guy. Mm-hmm. Except last year, was it Kale McCarr who won over Roman Yossi who had more points, but whatever. Yeah, and, Ch- and Chara won a, a Norris, I think when Mike Green was on his tear through the NHL racking up the most points for a defenseman. I mean, but that we're talking about, we're dating ourselves here. I'm dating myself. That's more than 10 years ago. <laughs> oh my God. 
Have you been alive for more than 10 years? I have. Just a little bit. Yeah. It's just weird that thinking about those cups, I'm like, the the cup. I'm like, oh yeah, that was like a year or two ago. No. No, honey, no. I think they should create a different award for one for offensive defenseman and one for defensive defenseman. Because I just feel like that's the only, I feel like that's the only way a defensive defenseman is going to get any shine is if they create two separate awards. I think that's exactly what Wayne Gretzky had put out on one of the broadcasts. I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. He was talking about having a Bobby Orr award, which was for, I don't know if it was like the Bobby Orr should go to the best overall defenseman. And then the Norris should go back to like the best defenseman, you know, Mm -hmm. does defense and stuff because we all know that it's going to be Eric Carlson this year who's going to win and it's going to be and 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 I I hate to tell you this he's not that great at playing the defensive part <laughs> he he might finish with 100 points that is pretty incredible that's true on a terrible team very terrible as team well yeah kind of oh this is going to enrage many people including myself if you kind of want to give it to a defenseman who's playing well on a good team plays defense does offense no nope, don't say it okay I don't won't. say it you know who you know who i'm about to say i think i do <laughs> i'm not gonna say it hey cover your ears cover your ears tim okay ducky hamilton oh fuck I that <laughs> i knew it i knew it i kind of had an idea he was yeah. going towards that and i was like i don't think i'm gonna like this but i want to hear his response and then i was just I like it. i was sitting there thinking to myself i'm like Oh, he's going to say Dougie. And I was just thinking the other day, is Dougie Hamilton relevant? That's what I was thinking to myself the other day, because I don't think he's relevant. <laughs> because I have a no Dougie Hamilton zone. I don't look, I don't have the same animosity I had towards him, but I certainly, certainly don't like it when he gets into my world. Yeah. I, it does bother me how it, it seems like they just kept on adding inches to him. Like after he left Boston, like, oh, he's six, three. Now he's six, four. Six five. No, he was six five in Boston. Yeah, he's six six. Hey, Brandon Carlo's six six now. Hey, if you, you if you if you go to uh the the pregame warm up at the garden, they'll tell you that he's six seven. Oh yeah. I mean, if you take a look at the team picture, mm-hmm. Carlo it looks like he's standing on a soapbox compared to the guy next to him. I mean, they're all taller than me, except for like Marshan. And Grizzlick. Uh yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they are all taller than me, but I had to reach across a counter to take a picture with Brandon Carlo once. <laughs> mm, yeah, you've actually seen them. Like without their gear on. Yep. Yeah. And I've stood next to Patrice Bergeron and uh oh, oh, I just couldn't say anything. It's too bad. <laughs> it's okay. What a I'm just reliving the moment. It was just beautiful. Anyway, defensive defenseman. Guys who still score points, but don't score all of the points. They get lost in the shuffle. They're never going to be nominated for the Norris. They never are. And even though defense is part of defensemen and that's their job, they just, they get overlooked. uh, Somebody Mm -hmm. said they were criminally overlooked and I agree, they are. And I just love defensemen. So I want them to have real awards. So maybe the solution is to create a new award. I don't know. I mean, basically, if you look at the Selkie, you know, it's for best defensive forward. And what would be the award for the best forward forward? I mean, uh, offensive forward. 
Would that be the Richard? That could be the Richard, or it could it's be kind of basically the MVP. Or or what's the Art Ross trophy again? Art Ross. No, Art Ross is the scoring. Okay, well that basically wraps up your offensive to forward. <laughs> if you ask me. So Selkie is for defensive and Art Ross is because it's almost always going to be a, a forward that wins that. Right. Right now I'm reading If These Walls Could Talk, the Dale Arnold, Matt Kalman collaboration about the Bruins. And it's it's a slow read right now. I mean, it's it's fast to read it, but it's slow going because we're not really I'm not getting to any real players. We just got to Bobby Orr. And it's just like I look at it and it's like Bobby Orr ruined everything for everybody. Thanks a lot, Bobby Orr. <laughs> because defensemen can't be defensemen anymore. They've got to be able to do it all. But anyway, I digress. By the way, Art Ross, mm-hmm. uh, according to Wikipedia, was regarded as one of the best defenders of his era by his peers. <laughs> it goes to a person who finishes the most points uh, in, in, uh, in, a, in, a, in the season. So oh, that's going to be Connor McDavid as well. Yes. He'll, yeah, McDavid will win. I don't want to call it like a triple crown. Um, yeah, he'll win all three. Yeah. But he's not going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> no, no Stanley Cup for you. <laughs> so, how surprised are you guys that, uh, you know, we still have a couple of games to go? We have a couple of games left and we still don't have the wild cards wrapped up. I mean, I guess it's pretty normal, but who do you think that you want the Bruins to face off against in the first round? Not the Islanders. Not the Islanders. Really? Mm-hmm. They're annoying. I just don't, I don't like them and they're annoying as hell. And I, the only reason why I kind of want to play the Penguins is I want to say, fuck you, John Henry, for like a week and a half. <laughs> and that's really it. Um, and the Penguins, I mean, apart from, I would say, their big three, and I don't include Latang in that, there's Ooh, just... Who's your big three, then? So, Malkin, Crosby, and that one winger who plays with Crosby, who I'm totally blanking on, and this is a... Gunsel, Gunsel, Gunsel. Gunsel, Pretzel Gensel. Man, yes. Gunsel. Yeah. Gensel. There, There's just so many holes on that roster. Mm. Wait, including in that yeah i was like in the big one being goal well if you breathe at um who is it tristan jerry he's out for two weeks mm-hmm. so at least i mean we chased him from one game with mm-hmm. an injury we could do it again the <laughs> penguins terrible. imagine that like they had at one point uh, i guess two goaltenders Two who won a Stanley Cup as a starter, and they're like, nah, we don't need either of them. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt Murray got really bad. Yeah, he did. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. He like fell off a cliff. And Flower just got sick of it and was like, yeah. fuck and this. It, I'm going to Vegas. Yeah, they they let if you know, they found a way to get rid of his salary. I feel like also, like ever since Marc Andre Fleury came into the league. The Penguins have been trying to find a new goalie f- to like take over for him. Mm-hmm. Like th- it seemed like they were never like throughout his entire career there, they were never actually convinced that he was like a number one goalie. And that guy's gonna go in the Hall of Fame. 
He's got three Stanley Cup championships and you guys spent your whole time with him being like, nah, we don't think he's the one. <laughs> yeah. And he took the Golden Knights to like the finals. So like Exactly. I feel bad for the guy, honestly. And he took the Penguins to the final uh, the, in the, their first year against Detroit. Oh, that's uh, right. They lost when they had, lost against Detroit. Yeah, and then they had, you had a rematch the following year. So he's been to five. Mm-hmm. So basically what it comes down to is teams perpetually mistreat Marc-Andre Fleury. They mistreat yeah. Flower, and they don't deserve him. I'm glad that we came to this agreement. Thank you. Oh, so Jeff, we were talking about who we'd want to match up against in the first round. And naturally, we started talking about a guy who's no longer on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Because but, barely on topic. Yeah, but if the Penguins had Marc-Andre Fleury, they would be better. They would be better. I mean, yeah. they had Marc-Andre Fleury when Boston Bruins swept him in, in 2013. The series where they scored two goals. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, I, I think actually though you won. Oh, watch this, Nick! I'm about to drop some some Nick bombs on you. He wasn't there. He wasn't uh, in in net. They were using the check backup in that series, and he played for Florida and Nashville and why can't I thought Vokumba? I thought Vokumba before. Was that the year before? I'm. I thought they. Uh, I, I I thought it was the year before. Because the year before was that ridiculous um, uh, um, series they had against uh, the Flyers, right? Like the one that like had like a series of like million gold games and had had idiots saying that Giroux was better than uh, it was the best player in the world. Oh, I remember <laughs> that for Ike. Regardless, a, a goalie played for the Penguins then. Adam McQuaid. With the sweep. I just, I remember just that game i had to go to some like after work thing and i was just like don't score till i get home don't score to get it until i get home listening to it on the radio i get home walk in the door adam mcquade scores the goal and i was like yes okay and that was like my what was that that was my first year of watching hockey that was great what a wonderful time ah but anyway uh, it was mokun Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. That's good. I mean, look, this is what the internet's for, right? I know. I know. And I thought I'm pretty sure he catches. He's a southpaw, so he catches right. Oh, I'm pretty sure he also had a giant steel beam on his mask because he played for Pittsburgh. Mm. Didn't okay. he end up having retired because of blood clots? I uh, yeah, he had some blood clotting. Uh, in his lungs or something it was very bad mm. yet chris letang has had two strokes and still plays um, okay. uh, i think uh, if i recall pascal leclerc also had uh, some blood clot issues um, I, yeah. I, I i i question what they're doing there in pittsburgh what's in the water mm, i don't know <laughs> it's probably steel beans <laughs> maybe that's why we're lucky that flower got out so jeff who do you want yes. the Bruins to to face in the first round? Like uh, of of realistic opponents, or like of anyone that could anyone that's making the playoffs. <laughs> Actually, let's just make it like anyone ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> do you want them to face off against Deadpool, or you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'd want that one. <laughs> you know who I want the Bruins to play against in the first round? Ooh. My beer league hockey team. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so, okay. Anyway, now that I've made an ass of myself, <laughs> um, looking at the three potential wild cards, I think Pittsburgh. Florida concerns me a little bit, even though Bobrovsky. And the Islanders, I got PTSD from the Islanders. From the past? <laughs> because this year they yeah. swept them. No, like 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 not, not last year's playoffs, the year before. Whatever oh, year yes, they yes. eliminated oh, Boston. Oh, yeah. No, I was at one of those games. and, and they That lost was a them. dumb series, if I recall. Yeah, I hated it. It sucked. And a lot of, and I mean, that's the series that had that, that has the whole Grizz can't do the playoffs. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. My conventional wisdom happened. It's like it's because he was the only NHL caliber left defenseman left for the for an entire period in the last game of that series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, fuck Sorokin. Yeah. I just don't. I don't like him. Just because I cannot like him. I'm, fuck him. Okay. All right. So Pittsburgh. I don't want to face off against uh, uh, Florida. I want Florida to just go away. Goodbye. It's okay. And I, I realistically, I'd want the Islanders to go away too. But all right, I can I can go with Pittsburgh. That's fine. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this. These teams tie. It's going to be. They have to go really deep on the tiebreakers, like between those three teams. It's like okay, Pittsburgh's one point behind the other two right now. Mm-hmm. The other two are the um, Florida and the Islanders both have the same ROW, had the same number of regulation and overtime wins. But the I believe the Panthers have like the hardest of the remaining games. Well, if I remember start. correctly. Of course, we're, listeners, we are recording this podcast uh, the night of uh, Monday, April tenth. Yes, and so as we record this. Ottawa is beating Carolina two to nothing, and Washington is beating the New York Islanders three to nothing. Cool. Oh yeah, Washington. Huh. Fuck you, Islanders. Yeah, uh, and Florida is tied with Toronto. Plenty of time left. Basically, the start of the second for all this. I, I can't believe I have to root for Toronto in this. <laughs> yeah, see, they Florida has Toronto and someone else. I think that's also in the playoffs left. Well. Here's hoping that uh, Florida loses. Keep losing. I want Carolina to not win the Metro. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, this came up in the, in the Discord today. Like, I hate Carolina a real lot. I don't like that I care enough to hate them. I want them to be nothing to me. Yeah, I, I live. I hate them that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, granted, I've been to way more Hurricane games than any other uh, NHL team um and naturally yeah mm-hmm. yeah most of the time they play the bruins but not always and out of all the arenas i've been to i've been mistreated the most by carolina fans and second now, nashville relevant question have you been to wells fargo though i have not that might be a relevant factor because you have not been to a game in philly <laughs> i uh nearly went to last night's game Chose not to. I know second. when you were talking about going to it, I was like, oh, I wonder if I could go down to Philly and go see that game. You can't even go down the stairs. <laughs> well, oh. that was before I had a broken leg. Thanks. For, thanks, Jeff, for reminding me. I can't go down the stairs. Been to a game in Atlanta. Uh, been to a game in Chicago. Chicago fans, great. Fantastic. I was expecting a lot of crap talk. None at all. You know, I got to tell you, I think the best fans I've ever met are in Columbus. Hmm. They were very, very nice. 
and uh, I got like loge seating basically or the equivalent of loge seating at the garden and had very pleasant conversations with the guy who I think gave me the plague but that's okay it was pre-covid times but but it was a really fun friendly environment and uh, I wish that the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets had scored so I could hear the cannon so I had to go back so I can experience the cannon but uh, yeah, I didn't go to a Bruins game. I went to a, I think it was Columbus versus the Flames. Hmm. So I got to boo Dougie. That's cool. Which was fine and fantastic because when you're going to a, a, another place to, to see a hockey game, you root for the home team unless you just can't do that because it's Toronto <laughs> anyway, or the Habs. <laughs> Nashville was a trip is worried about the canes and i haven't really given serious thought to them since the trade deadline because there was just this looming thought that they could do all of this stuff at the deadline and then they didn't do it and it, it's gonna cost them well yeah and they didn't do it and the thing is like, like they really should have because then they turned around and then right after the deadline they lost fetchnikov mm-hmm. yep yep i mean when they didn't go all in to get meyer i felt really good it, Meyer went to uh, to New Jersey and I was fine with it because they're developing but, a little Switzer but, but like, like even without going to Meyer, like they could have done more interesting things than Pulley and 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 Ghostus Bear. Yep. I mean, I think they just went deliberately to people that have the hardest names to pronounce relative to their spellings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think that, or how about Which they, the, yet they... <laughs> the the best names, the most fun names? I mean, you just need a mm-hmm. ghost and a bear for the emoji set on the one. And then the other guy. A lot of P's and J's. Oh, my God. It's a great Finnish name. Pulu Yarvi. I, I don't have a problem with that. Anyway, except that Edmonton blamed him for so many problems, I think. Or, or was that somebody else? No, he was hated. They, they barely treated in Edmonton. Yeah, they didn't like him. And he didn't do as well as, as they wanted him to do. So. Whatever. Shocker, a player was unfairly treated in Edmonton. I know. It's those 200 hockey men up there. They know it all. Anyway, okay, so I agree with, with Pittsburgh. I agree with uh, not wanting to hate the Canes, and I'm just not worried about them. I'm very intrigued by the rise of the Devils, and I say this as a person who has never seen the Devils do a whole heck of a lot, so I'm like, I'm like very, very interested in watching what they're doing. I was glad that we beat them the other day. Boy, that game, our friend, our, our associate over the, uh, across the pond was like, yeah, the game highlights were like the first 10 minutes of the game and then the last 30 seconds. I'm like, that's the perfect, <laughs> that's the perfect amount of game that you needed to see. That's it. Because <laughs> all the stuff in the middle was not super exciting, but the game had to be played. Yeah, this weekend, of course, they they played against the devils and the flyers and they won both games so it wasn't necessarily a given that they were going to win both of those games but they did so hooray thankfully and i didn't even get to see any gritty so i was a little sad Mm. but anyway yeah i i I too am intrigued by the rise of satan but i I don't think they can they're going to uh give anyone any trouble i i mean I I feel like they're I feel like they're like like a year or two like ahead if that makes sense of like really truly being well that's like, just it like they're they're you know I mean 
Luke, they only just signed Luke, Luke Hughes. Their other big uh, defensive prospect is still in the, is still in the AHL. He was only drafted a year ago. Right. They're, 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 they're at the end of the rebuild, but they're in the clearing the driftwood on the roster uh, stage of the ending the rebuild, I think. <laughs> I kind of hoped that at some point they'd get Quinn Hughes to come on over, but I think he's going to be the new captain of the Vancouver Canucks at some point. I mean, after the season he just had like that, that you'd have to like basically give both of his brothers to get him out of Vancouver, out of Vancouver now, which would kind of defeat the purpose. <laughs> I think I really just love the, the comments he made on the pride night you know, and wearing the jerseys and all of that. And I just thought, yeah, this this guy has captain written all over him. So good for him. Plus, like if he came over, then Luke, uh, Luke Hughes would have to change his number to something else. So uh, it's good that there are two Hughes brothers who are 43 and there's the other one who is 86. 43 plus 43 equals 86. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway. I think the Devils will make it a little more interesting for the the Rangers, right? Because the Rangers are the third seed, if I'm not mistaken. I could look this up, but it's more fun when I... Uh, Yes, yes, the Rangers are currently the third seed. Yeah. Eh. Incidentally, the Rangers would be the second seed in in the Atlantic, though. Um, Because behind Boston, it's just a bunch of crabs in a bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... The oh my goodness. So all right, guys. It's this is the matchup that's been like basically on the books for like three or four months now, maybe five, maybe six. The Maple Leafs and the the Bolts. So the Bolts are playing like dog shit right now. <laughs> They're injured. They also have a ton of injuries. <laughs> I bet you however, they're also the Bolts and they're replaying <laughs> the Leafs in the first round. <laughs> I think you could like <laughs> you could have like so many key players injured in that on that team and take the others and tie one hand behind their back and they'd still win a series against Toronto. In I mean, there games. are some important things to note is that the Tampa's Tampa's defense is bad now, right? Like Hedman hasn't had a great season and there's just like no one behind him except Sergachev. And then like dude and and then like just a bunch of guys named dude and guy and dude mcguy and guy mcdude. <laughs> guy mcdude. <laughs> Kucherov's been having a great season, which is like people kind yeah, of forget yeah, that he's been he's great, like the 80 yeah. some 80 something assists and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Ah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Point has like 49 goals. Oh. And then that's it. Like that's that's their team. Uh, Brandon Handel is like a thirty goal guy now. This, like, oh, yeah. this, this uh, they, they, they had some. Oh yeah, I forget Hagel. I like him because his name rhymes with bagel. I I often think of that. I often think that his name rhymes with bagelness. <laughs> I remember what I said early in the season. What if it was Andre Pilat who was just keeping the whole team together? <laughs> yes. And now he's with the Devils. And the Devils are making the playoffs for the first time in I don't know. You, you never see anyone when they talk about the Bolts saying blaming the, the plot exit. It's the trading McDonough that uh Yeah, I know. They they did that for salary reasons, didn't they? Or something? Uh yeah. Yeah. Well I mean it's also why Pilot left for salary reasons. Yep. Oh, well, you hate to see that happening to the lightning, but I still would bet money that they're gonna win over the, the Leafs. <laughs> well watch I, okay seriously first round matchup do you trust 
whatever goalie uh, Toronto throws out there versus Vasilevsky. And at this point, whatever goalie might be an amateur tryout goalie, because the last few games, the Leafs have just been signing them to be the backup for games because apparently they can't, I don't know if they don't have enough space or what, but they can't do an emergency call up for a goalie. So yeah. They're deliberately playing games so they could sign Matt Knies out of, uh, out of university, out of the odd Minnesota. Now that the, uh, that they lost in the final. I think they did sign him because I saw a video. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly. They've they've been playing games so they could do that. Okay. His Leafs fans apparently are convinced this guy's going to leap out of the NCAA and immediately be an impact player in the playoffs. Like that doesn't really happen unless your name's Charlie McAvoy. And even then, it was like it wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. And it was three games. They unfortunately didn't beat Ottawa. No, but it was pretty impressive to see him come in and look like he had been there before. Mm-hmm. What else can you expect of him, really? I don't trust Toronto's goal tending. I don't trust their, their defense as much. I think that the forwards will find a way to fuck it up. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm really curious to see who's going to shake out in the uh, wild card. I have no idea what's going on at West. Don't really care. Uh, nothing is set. Anyone can win anything right now. Yeah, I know that Seattle Kraken has has... They've got an, a playoff berth, so that's cool, but uh, nothing's really settled from what I understood. I was going to say Colorado's probably going to win the Central, but Dallas and even Minnesota are within striking distance, depending on the breaks. <laughs> Amazing. Crazy. Woohoo. Bonkers. One yeah. thing that I, makes me laugh about the Leafs is that they were, went super hard at the deadline and were early going super hard at the deadline. And then everyone else also went super hard at the deadline around them. And they were like, fuck, our super hard moves do nothing now. Mm. Well, Ryan O'Reilly quickly broke his finger. He's back. So, and Nolachari was actually the piece that people were more intrigued by. I mean, because there's no way they can re-sign Ryan O'Reilly. So he's purely a rental. But I, 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 I'm so sad that Nolachari is there. No. So sad. But anyway, why don't we talk about, let's change our focus. Why don't we talk about this team, this Bruins team? How much do we love this team? This is, this is special. I, you know, the 2018-19 team was special. But this team, even more special. Just unbelievable. So... You could see glimpses of this team really loving each other last year. Yep. Uh, but this year, uh, I, behind the beat has been, and, and every time that drops, I, I I stop what I'm doing, or usually what not usually I'm playing hockey. So I get home from hockey, and I watch behind the beat, and it's one of the highlights of my week when the new episode comes out. This this team, see, this team's just. They're so lovable. So, and they're so full of joy and they seem, I'm, I'm going to get kind of a like life coachy here, but they, there's a certain optimism mixed in with hard work that this team possesses that I find very inspiring. And of course, when you're winning, it makes anything inspiring and fun, but I get a lot of joy from it. 
and it it's added value and happiness to my life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This team this year, I mean, we've all gone through things this year. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that's really nice to have is that the Bruins will brighten your day, whether it's something that's on their Twitter page or their TikTok, which is amazing in itself their Instagram, uh, if it's something that they have a a brand new YouTube uh, page, or at least they're posting stuff to the YouTube page. So behind the B is more about the personalities rather than the games and stuff, which is kind of fun. I actually really enjoy that because these guys are fun. Even, uh, you know, you find out that everybody thinks David Krejci has the best sense of humor. It's the point. It's the thing that you don't know about him. Wayman and Olmark talking about their fikas, their their little t- coffee clutches, basically, and how uh, Olmark's wife Moa makes the best cinnamon rolls that you'll have. Fun things like that, you know. Like Swayman brought his father and uncle over to Olmark's house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, so now, like they're all family. It's like it's really great. Uh, I just I love it. I love it so much. It's just, it's so fun. I just, I really, really, I love it. I love that they're winning. I mm. love that you never can, can tell quite how they're going to win a game. And like the last two times they played against the Sabres who were playing really well for parts of this year. Like just beat them like a drum. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, sometimes it's really fun to, to beat the hell out of a team. And sometimes it's fun to just get by, by the, the skin of your teeth, basically. I know I've been I'm talk I've been talking a lot, but it's a podcast. It's okay, and I yep. haven't haven't had a chance to talk about hockey, Bruins hockey, with many people. Mm-hmm. Um, so besides the people I went to the Bruins Carolina game with, um, <laughs> so uh, I, I I think it's been shared. I'm going to be an uncle in July. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Uncle Nick. I mean, we we know you. We knew you're expect knew they were expecting. Yeah. Oh yeah, so now you Thanks. know for sure. Yeah, um, don't know the the gender. They're going to keep it a surprise till the baby's born. They don't know. Good, good. That's the way to do it. But my brother has said this many times. Again, the baby is due in late July. He goes, oh Nick, what? How crazy would it be? The Bruins win the Stanley Cup. It, no, they win it in a sweep. But it's still, but Game Four still in overtime because that's exciting. And then like, boom, Becky goes into labor. I'm like. Well, your baby would be born a month early, which isn't ideal. I mean, if it's in a sweep, that's going to be like a month and a half early. That's, yeah. Uh... <laughs> but I like where your head's at. That's that's a lot of optimism. That's a lot of joy. So let's keep it coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I'd want to wait the the extra month because. Yeah, even Becky's like, no, let's let's just let's go with the with the the timeline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because also, you know what? If that timeline gets pushed up, that mm-hmm. means you have to be ready yes. for that a month and a half early. And as Jeff will tell you, you can't really ever be ready for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe take your time about it <laughs> instead of oh, watching yeah. it. <laughs> um, seven and a half months in and, you know, still like, I think, I think I'm getting the hang of this. And then no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be like the next 18 years, 17 years, 17. Well, anyway, yes. No, you'll get it. It'll be fine. I did tell him, though, I was like, 
you got a name like a middle name after a Bruin. They're like, no, we already picked out names. I'm like, are they Bruins related? Oh no, no fun. Oh, they're related. They're names after our grandparents. Lame. No, guilt names are terrible. Eh. Come up with real names, like real unguilty names. I have two guilt names. I don't like it. Not a big fan of it. I have original names. Okay, I'm, I'm, again, I'm I'm all I'm chatty catty today. So I bought my brother a pasta jersey, bear, Pooh Bear, re- mm-hmm. retro reverse. Years ago, bought Becky uh, an actual Pooh Bear jersey. You know, we're actually it was a, it's a starter. I forget who's on it. It might be. Did I get a Bork? I think I lucked out and got her a Bork. And so I already bought the baby two onesies, one for like just born and one for because I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, I got to have a onesie right away. And then the baby's going to need a, a Pooh Bear onesie when the Bruins try to defend their Stanley Cup a year later. So I got them. I, I bought two, one for a, like newborn and one for a one year old. <laughs> when you were saying it at first, I thought you said it, it sounded like you were going to say bear poo. And I was like, I don't think anybody wants the bear poo. No one wants the bear poo. <laughs> that would be quite a jersey. And I don't think anybody wants it. No. So they all they all got matching poo bear stuff. Wow. It's the poo bear family. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. So this team is so special. I'm very, very excited about them. I just I never thought, hey. Uh, the sentient boat shoe would be on the Bruins and I'd be okay with it. And here we are. And we've got Tyler Bertuzzi and I'm like, Oh, yep. He's on the team now too. And then there will be decisions that have to be made somewhere down the line because eventually our guys who are in LTIR, Nick Foligno and uh, Derek Forbert will eventually come back. And thankfully they will come back when the cap no longer matters. I was gonna say two more games. They can they, they, they can they can play. Uh, there can be shenanigans on that one. <laughs> yep. If need be. <laughs> yep. I really hope that we have Lauko up for the the playoffs. Though it's fun to have him in there. He he draws some penalties. I'm still wondering who's gonna be the the odd man out for game one, assuming uh, up front, assuming Felino's healthy at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the candidates, I mean, okay. So obviously, it's going to be Lauko and Lauko and Greer are going to be uh, are going to be scratches at the outset. Yeah, but you can only play two of Felino, Noshik, and Frederick. I hate to say this, and Tim's going to hate it. I would play Felino and Noshik, and uh, not Noshik, Felino and and Freddie on the fourth line. I would play Felino and Noshik. Hmm. No shit. So uh, wins. He's, he's way too good at winning draws. Okay. And he's been playing very well lately. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Until fairly recently, I would have immediately said no shit should be the odd man out. He brings the, the least. You also got to think like old hockey coach. Oh, he, no shit wins the important draws. Therefore, he, he's always going to play like that kind of, that kind of stuff. <laughs> he matters. leaves the important draws. In this case, those are the draws where you need someone where you need a left-handed center. Is yeah, that's what yeah. that means in this case. Yeah, because um, I think Bergeron, Krejci, righties. Coil is a righty. Righty. Yeah, Noshik has like they they need a lefty center. Yeah, remember they used to bring in Sean Crowley on certain draws because Coil couldn't take them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in odd parts. I would. Break. I would just play no shit on the fourth line. All right. Just all no shits. 
four of them. Okay, well, that's not possible. So, um, <laughs> so given that we don't have um, uh, uh, Calvin's um, uh, duplicator box, <laughs> what would you do instead, Tim? Uh, probably, I'd probably go no sick Felino. Yep. Okay, that's that's solid. That's good. Like honestly, like it really is hard to say scratch Freddy, but the beautiful problem that you have here is actually wonderful in that you have so many players and you could play them on another night. You know? I mean, I do I do like the idea of the pure violence of a fourth line that's Frederick centering Felino and Hathaway. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is truly the they chose violence uh, line. And I do like that. Um, but, you know, it, and there might be times where you want to deploy that. Maybe not. But that also depends on whether you think think Frederick is uh, up to the challenge of playing center or not. Well, they played him a few times as center. I think in a fourth line role, yes. Yeah. Uh, would yeah. I do any higher up in the lineup? No. 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 I mean, I like Freddie where he is on the third line, but I also like him in a as a fourth line center when you need that. And that has come. I mean, up. like I'm just girding my loins for this uh, the, the, this Hall uh, Coil uh, Frederick uh, uh, Hall Coil Bertuzzi third line, you know. So, mm. I mean, I'm not entirely sure who's going to put the pucks in the net because that's a lot of passers, and then <laughs> Charlie Coil. But <laughs> yeah, um, passers. I wonder. If, hmm. I, I wonder if that's what they're going to do with Freddie. Is whether they feel like they need someone to be more aggressive and more like punchy face in the lineup then they'll do that i wonder if they'll just like switch back and forth between freddy and no sec be- depending on how they feel the matchup is going i suspect no probably pretty close to a lock it'll be freddy and felino i think that oscillates is my guess i think monty is going to make the good choices here i don't question his likewise who the hell knows what's going to happen on defense Again, another good problem to have. Well, that's just it. Like, <laughs> it sounds like a cop out, but really, you have the ability to like try this lineup, and if that doesn't do it for you, mix it around because you've played Orlov everywhere, right? Yeah, you've got your stalwarts. Basically, you've got your like you know your your guys who are immovable in in McAvoy and. Lindholm, they're really great in those spots. I don't know if you decide that you want to put Lindholm and, and McAvoy on the same line because I think that their skill sets are very similar. And I don't know if you need that because I think that honestly, Lindholm and Carlo work really well. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're talking about basically who do you have up on the top line? It's probably going to be Grizzlick. And then what are you going to do with the the bottom two? You know, you've got Cliffy, you've got Forbert, and they're good together. Uh, Forbert's great on the PK, but the PK has been... But Orlov's better than both of them, so... Yeah. Right. Orlov's the third best defenseman on this team, which just blows my mind. Um, Yeah, because they didn't really give up all that much for him. Mm -hmm. I have an idea what I think the Bruins will do that I think works for maybe the first two rounds of the playoffs. If a defenseman is hurt, you rest him you can afford it when mm-hmm. games start to like super extra matter conference stanley cup final when guys are like 
I have 17 bullet holes, but I can still play. That's when I think the conversation gets tough. But if it's the first round, uh, and seriously, and McAvoy needs a night off, you still give it to him. And you don't fret that much about it. Nope. No. So do you do you put Orlov with uh, McAvoy, or do you put him on the third pair? So I worry about Grizzlick's usefulness away from McAvoy. Okay. Yeah. He's fantastic with McAvoy, and there's nothing wrong with his play elsewhere. But there's a noticeable difference when he plays with basically anyone else. <laughs> so if you're playing, what I'm saying is, if you're playing Orloff on the top pairing, I think that's a situation where Grizz is uh, where, where, where Grizz is uh, is scratched, and I don't think I want that. Right. And I think Orloff on a third pairing is one of those things that creates matchup nightmares. And I think that's something you got to consider when you're playoffs. It come playoffs. Yep. I mean, it was one of the problems that Cassidy tended to have in the playoffs is he didn't have the ability. He didn't have the ability or willingness to make to build matchup nightmares a lot of the time. <laughs> no, he would begin to panic and just scramble everything. And yeah, sometimes it worked out and sometimes it didn't. Like I said, <laughs> this team. We have a lot of ways to play things around and it's equally frustrating, but really refreshing at the same time. So it's like, I'm going to sit back and just enjoy it and not get too hung up on who gets played on what night. Just bubble wrap Brandon Carlo for the next two games, please. Thank you. I don't want to see him. Go sit and eat some popcorn. That's it. Nachos on the ninth floor. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want to eat nachos on the ninth floor. So do I. Yeah, I don't know. Is there then really much more that we have to say right now about this team? We love them. We we just want them to be the best. They are the best. They really are the best. It's been a really fun season. I remember we went into the season. I went into the season not knowing where to put them because there was just so much uncertainty. You know, you had three players who were coming back from surgeries. They all came back early. Brad is probably not going to be 100% until next season, but he's doing the Brad thing where he plays at like 80% and that's fine. Hey, if, if you roll out Berge, the Bergeron line as a really good shutdown line against another team's top line, that's, that's fine. That is excellent because then you'll put the second line out there. Air quotes, listeners. The checkmates. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it dominates. So oh, yeah. I'm fine with that. Uh, Zaka scoring more. Mm-hmm. Pasta obviously has 60 goals. You know, it took Zaka to figure out what he was, uh, what he was here, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, I think they both just love playing with Krejci. And Krejci, again, another player. I, I don't need to see him for the next few games. Rest up, old man. No rush there at all. Nope. Like, uh, I didn't miss seeing Bergie the other day because it's like, nope, go rest. I'm sure your wife could use a, a little break with the three kids because you're having a fourth. Oh, yes, that's right. They're having a fourth Bergeron. Wow. I know. I know. So it's, uh, it's going to be so fun. We'll see what happens with the, uh, the line. Did they have a practice today? Did anybody see that? They probably didn't because they, they played. They didn't. Um- no, I, I think they. I think I remember seeing a tweet saying that they didn't have practice today. Yeah, you know, it's probably one of those optional days where you can come in and work out if you want to get treatments. 
which is fine because they played all weekend. So that's fine. I was just curious as to what they might be playing tomorrow night. But again, I kind of don't care because it's it's against a, a, a team that is out of the playoffs and who really cares what happens. But, you know, I guess if they want to go for the record, go for the record. I, I, I really just don't think they should. I think you should just play every AHL player that you brought up. And if it happens, it happens. Like they've like in the grand scheme of things where you want to go, the points record is minuscule compared to like having guys rested for the final. Tomorrow's the shirts off our backs game. Uh, okay. So they're going to play some guys. They'll probably they're probably have they're not to. Gonna... What was that? They're gonna have yeah, they're to. Not, they're not. They're not gonna gonna show up with 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 Sam Asselin, um, on the shirts off your backs game. Does <laughs> <laughs> he even play for the the P Bruins anymore? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He's, he's, okay. He's, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Okay. I guess that that's that's gonna happen. <laughs> Who? Okay. Speaking of, speaking of. Speaking of obscure um, uh, um, uh, P. Bruins, Matt Philippe apparently has finally been taken off of season opening injury reserve. And oh, really? Down. Okay. Yeah. Just yes. in time for the season to start. <laughs> <laughs> for the real season to start. Well, yeah. yeah, the Providence Bruins are in great shape right now. How's Mike Riley doing? Actually, kind of okay. Oh. Yeah, like I know he had a like, scary injury. Yeah, he, he's not like lighting up the league, but he's also not like not lighting up the league. So like, Wait, no, has he between... been playing after that injury? That was terrifying. Like, he hasn't played much recently. No, their best defensemen has have been Jack Ashan and Connor Carrick. So, yeah. Well, I guess uh, Brett Harrison just joined the um, uh, just joined the P Bruins as well because uh, his, uh, his his OHL team got eliminated. Yeah, I and, saw that. Uh, both uh, Poitras and uh, and um, uh, Brene are uh, their team stand on the brink. So I have a new Zaka challenge for the playoffs. Oh my god! Uh, what is it? It's much easier than like the regular season challenge, which is a hat trick. Which is a hat trick, and I mean, there's two games left. He could still do it. I doubt it, but he could. Mm-hmm. So the playoff challenge is one of three things. Either A, a multi-goal game. B, a three-point game. Oh. Or C, a game-winning goal. All right. Okay. What if he does all that in one game? I mean, then, like, I may have to get, like, a jersey at that point. Oh, my God. Like if he does all three in one game, like you're gonna get it, we're gonna get you a jersey that says Zaka is my daddy. Jeez, Tim, <laughs> you've come a long way since the last time I was on the show. <laughs> yeah, I've I've I I've VA and I have talked it out a few times in the episodes <laughs> of her, just her and I. So um yeah, we've I decided that I would make a postseason challenge and I decided to Make it a little easier than just scoring a hat trick. Yeah. I mean, he was close the other night, and I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to jinx it. 
But it turns out I didn't need to jinx it because the Bruins scored two goals and then that was fine. <laughs> Not like they didn't try more, but you know. That was all you need. Yeah, that's that was all they needed that time. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that you're giving him a chance. You should, I mean, look, if, if I could accept the sentient boat shoe being on our team, you can accept Zaka into your heart at some point. Yeah, it's true. So I have created NHL brackets, uh, the bracket challenge thing. I have created two leagues for us. One is the barely on topic bonanza. So I will release those details soon. Um, I might do our other one as well. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that means I got to buy two more Stanley cups so hey! that I can give them away to somebody <laughs> like I did last year. I can't wait to see more adventures from Stanley Cups, you know, because last year, as you may recall, we had Russ, that's right, Russ won the BOT bracket bonanza, and uh, that was great. And then we had, uh, in our other bracket, we had uh, Andrew won it, the tallest, tallest, he won that as well. So I will get two more Stanley Cups, and then I have two cups where I put their names on them. So I have the two Master Cups, and then some of the other ones over so it's yay it's very exciting so any of us could win Woo! it's very exciting anyway yeah so there was one thing i was going to say about the following games wednesday and thursday oh seventh player let's just talk about that one more time seventh player will be tomorrow night it will be announced tomorrow night who do you think it is so the fans vote for it now right the fans the fans vote for it yes hmm Ulmark. Yeah, I was wondering about Ulmark myself. I mean, Lindholm, though, no one expects him to be this. No. Not even us Lindholm boosters. I would love it if it were Lindholm. There's part of me that thinks that it will be Trent, Frederick, Freddie, which I'm sure that uh, I'm a Green Mountain girl will be very happy about <laughs> that Freddie's had a good year. Maybe four board, except people will actually just be voting for Darla. Darla, of course Darla. we would, because it's Darla. So I have two people who I think could very well get it. Um, one of them may not because he's been injured, but I could see Felino getting it because everyone loves Felino, mm-hmm. especially resurgent year. I was going to also- say for someone who who's resurgent but never but not been like overly resurgent, like. I don't wonder if anyone's ever inspired this level of turnaround in in the eyes of their fans in one season. I hate yeah. Nick Foligno. I don't hate him anymore. I didn't hate him. I just felt uh, bad because it was like Nick Felino, I know that you're so much. Why can't you be more? The other one is I could see Zaka wanting it too. Yep, yep. Melts Tim's heart just a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, it could be any number of people. We will find out tomorrow night. That'll be very exciting. Uh, when do the NHL um, finalists for the awards get announced? Usually during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay. Yeah, like they yeah they trickle out in the first in the over the course of the first round or two. Okay, so we'll be looking at, out for that as well. Um, they usually start things off with what Jack Adams, Coach of the Year. I mean, like that's another one of those. Basically, it's it's a 
it's more interesting who's going to be second and third because it's almost certainly Monty. Oh, yeah. I mean, how is he not getting the Masterton? <laughs> <laughs> I know he can't. He's not a player, but seriously, you know. I was going to say, like, Montgomery and Sweeney, respectively, I think have their, much like Olmark, have their respective word, award categories on lockdown. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And Bergeron. Yes. Oh. Sky is blue, water is wet. Bergeron is nominated for a sulky. So, yeah, sounds good. All right. So, Jeff, why don't you tell us about the two games that remain in the season? So, yes. Why am I in March? Hang on. So, there's two games remaining. One home, one away. Uh, The first one is tomorrow. That's April 11th. 7 p.m. Eastern time at the Garden against the Caps or whatever's left of them. Yep. (laughs) It's a shame. It's a real shame. You can see the tears I'm crying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, hilariously, like the reason I would always get like upset about having to wash the caps is, you know, on the Bruins now. So that's, you know, neither here nor there. But <laughs> and uh, then, of course, on Thursday night, that is the April 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. They have the season finale against the Habs in Montreal. Uh-huh. Love and, it. Like, while I would like to just like win both these games and just like, you know, dominate. Having that one be the game where they actually beat the the Habs beat the beat the record for 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 single season points would be pretty dope. <laughs> Take that Habs! Take that blue Blanca douche. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know their logo is a toilet. It is a toilet seat. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that is beautiful. We're not doing soft predictions on this because yeah. I don't care. Well, I don't I literally don't care about these games. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but that's okay. Um uh I just I, I want us to go into the playoffs as healthy as we can be. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna jinx it. I'm not saying I'm not making predictions, I'm just saying it that way, putting it out into the universe, healthy as we can be. Yeah. Why don't we wrap up the show, guys? Yes. Okay. Listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. Uh, you can find us uh, wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. We're at Barely on Topic Podcast or on Twitter at Barely on Topic. And of course, there are our individual Twitter accounts. Um, I, for one, am at Dr. Hangrenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. I am at Nick Baggio. I'm at bubblewrap.org. Also known as that VA from RI. Thank you.